You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. The Bible talks about it. We are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. I am super excited. You guys are here and joining me today. I know that God is really going to move and to allow you to receive something that's going to touch your life. Today, we are going to be talking about you have what it takes. I want everybody, I pray that everybody, by the end of this message, that you have more confidence, you have more courage to move forward and to go with everything that God has chosen for your life. So we're going to just say a quick prayer and we're going to jump right into it. Heavenly Father, I come before you again and I come before you thanking you. I come before you with gratitude, with joy, with thanksgiving in my heart, Father, for choosing me. Father God, for even choosing all the ones that are listening, Father, for we all have a place, a position. We all have a part to play, God. And I thank you that everybody understands that there's relevance in their life, that they're, they have purpose for their life, they have value, they are worth, they have, they're worthy because you chose them. You hand-selected us all for purpose on purpose. Let us understand more that we are needed during this time like never before, Father. I thank you that we have the courage to go forth, even if we're afraid at times, but we will trust in your guiding, trust in your voice and move. I give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name, amen. So again, we're talking about you have what it takes. And again, I've been doing um, these messages more so lately on fulfilling purpose, on walking into the very thing that God has chosen you for, on literally not having any excuses because I believe that it is time like none other to do more of what God has called you to do. I believe it's revival time, but in order to have the revival, we got to be connected to the reviver. And then on top of that, we have to make sure that our hearts are positioned and ready for God to use us. And so it's really been on my heart to bring these messages because you guys, it's time to wake up. It really, really, really is. It's time to wake up because we are needed in this hour. You guys, we have God. We're needed in this hour. You know, we've we've gone through processes, we've gone through uh, tests and trials, we've seen the hand of God, we understand that God is faithful. It's time to be used, and guess what? You have what it takes, and so this is a reminder for all of us. I want to reiterate this because we have to get out of excuses and insecurities and understand that we have what it takes. Why? Because God is with us. He's with you. So what more do we need to proceed? He is in us. We have the power to accomplish what is set before us. We have the power to accomplish the assignment. We literally have the power to do what God has chosen us to do because he's in us. He is the power. Trust the God in you and go forth with what he's called you to do. You guys, don't talk yourself out of what you've already been chosen by God to do. You have what it takes. I'm going to constantly say that over and over and over because I want you to begin to believe that, not just hear it. 
You know, okay, she said, I have, no, no, no. I wanted to get so deep on the inside of you that literally as, before the, the end of this message is over, that you're doing something that God has already chosen you to do. You're like, you know what? I, I do have what it takes. God is really on the inside of me. And so God didn't make a mistake when he chose you. Even if you felt overlooked in your family, you felt less than like, Nobody ever listened to you like, you know, you were talking, they would just talk over you like, what do you have to say? You must know that when God sends you anywhere, you're going to be heard and you have to understand that God chose you. When God chooses you, what more do you need? Seriously, he will give you the uh, the people, he will give you what you need to go forth with. And so we can't be afraid um, because we have what it takes and we have to know that as we open our mouth, mouths, God is going to fill it. And so as Psalms 81.10 says, it says, I am the Lord thy God who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, which is bondage. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I want y'all to write that down, Psalms 81.10, to keep that. Because whenever you feel like, well, God told me to say this, I don't, you know, I don't know, God, you told me to go forth. What am I? Mm -mm." He said that he opened your mouth wide and he will fill it. And so let God fill your mouth so you can release him so we can release him because, again, we have what it takes. And so this other scripture is just a reminder that he'll give us what to say when it's time. Luke 12, 11 through 12, it says, um, you know, there were, uh, Jesus talked about now when they bring you to the synagogues and the magistrates and the authorities, do not worry about how or what you will say or, or the answer for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. This is a reminder because too many of us, unfortunately, we are so worried about, okay, well, what if I get up there and, 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 and nothing comes out or whatever? Trust and believe if God has sent you anywhere, when you open your mouth, he's going to fill it because he is the one. He is the great filler. Literally, he knows what people need to hear. He knows what they need to, to hear within that self, when that hour. God knows exactly what to prompt you to say. Just open and allow him to use you. So, you know, you have to ask yourself, what does it take for any situation? And this right here is very humbling. What does it take? It takes God to change a situation. It takes God to deliver or heal a person. It takes God to do the impossible. But it says, but we have to understand this. God will work through us to do his best work. You have what it takes. Go forth. That right there is a reminder. We're in partnership with God per se. And we work as a team with him. He's the source. He deserves source with the arms and leg, but we have to begin to rely and trust God more. We have to rely more on the Holy Spirit, you guys. We cannot forget Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8, it talks about, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses in both Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and up to the utmost part of the earth. If that says after the Holy Spirit comes upon us, what's going to happen? We receive power. It's that same power that rose Jesus from the dead. It's the same power that dwells in us, you all. You may say, okay, I know that. No, 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 no. I want you to get a greater revelation of that because the, the greater the revelation that we receive and understand, nothing should be able to prevent us or um, cause us to um, stop moving forward with what God has chosen for us to do. So um, with God, you could do, we, we all could do the impossible with God. And I want to talk about some scriptures, three different stories um, within the Bible. Um, but I want to talk about this. And so 
um, Elijah went before kings and people of great stature and gave words without fear, even though after he may he may have, you know, um, you know, done some things. But um, we have to understand that he was only able to go forth before people of, of stature, before people who called themselves prophets over lands be it um because he heard God's voice because literally he believed that God was with him and so I'm going to read about this because I want to remind us all that we literally can do the impossible what may seem impossible with God on our side and so first kings chapter 8 verse 20 through 40 I'm going to read some scripture and so it talks about the prophets of Baal being defeated And so it says, so Ahab sent to all the people of Israel and gathered the prophets together at the Mount Carmel. It says, and Elijah came near to all the people and said, how long will you go limping between two different opinions? If the Lord God, it says, if if the Lord is God, follow him. But if, if Baal, then follow him. And the people did not answer him a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I even, I only am left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's uh, prophets are 450 men. And he said, let two bulls be given to us and let them choose one bull for themselves and cut into pieces and lay it on the wood, put no fire to it. And I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood and put no fire to it. And you call upon the name of your God and I will call upon the name of the Lord. You heard what he said. You call upon the name of your God. And then he said, I will call upon the name of the Lord (laughs) and the God who answers by fire. He is God. And all the people answer. It is well spoken. Then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose for yourself one more prepared first for you are many and call upon the name of your God and put no fire to it. And they took the bull they were given and they prepared it and they called upon the name of Baal from the morning until noon saying, Baal, answer us. There was no voice. There was no answer. And they limped around the altar that they had made. And at noon, Elijah mocked them saying, cry aloud for he is a God, either he is amusing or he is relieving himself or he is on a journey or perhaps he's asleep and must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their customs with swords and lances. It says, until blood gushed out upon them. That is, whew, my goodness. And it says, at midday past, they raved on until the time of the offering of the, it says, oblation, but there was no voice, no one answered no one paid attention you guys listen to this then elijah said to all the people come near to me you guys this is in the scripture but of course he could have only done that (laughs) understanding that god was with him but he says um come near to me and all the people came near to him and repaired the altar of the lord that had been torn down elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the son of jacob and to whom the word of the Lord came saying, Israel shall be your name. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar as great as what contained uh, two sheaves of seed. And he put the wood um, in order and cut the bull into pieces and laid it on the wool and he, wood. And he said, 
Fill four jars with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. And he said, do it a second time. And then they did it a second time. And he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. And water ran around the altar and filled the trenches also with water. He was trying to, you know, really make a point, you guys. And it says, at that time of the offering of the oblation, it says, um, Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. And I have done all these things at your word. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back. You guys, I want to highlight something. He called unto God one time. He called unto the Lord one time and it says, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Remember all that water licked up the water that was in the trench. And when the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. They seized them and Elijah brought them down, took, took them to the brook of Kishon and slaughtered them there. You guys, and so this is a powerful reminder of what God can do through you if you allow him to. Literally, yes, yeah, slaughter happened, but I can guarantee you a revival occurred as well because they heard who the true and living God was. And so God wants to do that through us because we have to allow him to, well, we don't have to, but we have choices and he wants willing vessels. He's not going to force us to do anything, but God is saying, I want you to be willing to allow me to use you. And so I believe that that story right there was powerful because calling down fire from heaven to, to consume a sacrifice in front of all of these prophets, literally coming before in a land and, and you're um, contending or, you know, facing off with other people. Only God sent him there to do that because he wanted them to understand that he was God alone. But again, we can be used by God. It may not be in, the, in that capacity exactly. However, it is a reminder that it doesn't matter how impossible something may look. God can work through you and the impossible can happen. Next, I want the second example. I want to just read a part of this example of Gideon. You know, we all know about Gideon, but I want, I'm reading these different examples for a reason. Gideon was still afraid after the angel of the Lord showed himself to him. But God had compassion on him and allowed him to even hear a dream of the victory that was supposed to happen. God had to really reassure assure Gideon over and over. But God so compassionate, he reminded him and he kept whatever he asked him to do. Show me a sign, the fleece, this and that. God kept doing it. And so as, we, uh, as I'm sure you all have read about it, if not, go ahead, uh, read about the story of, um, read about Gideon. And so I'm uh, reading this to show you again, no matter who you are or where you are, when God calls you, you have what it takes, even if you have to go afraid. So Judges chapter seven, verses nine through 18, we're reading a lot of scripture, but I want us to get this. It says, it happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, arise and go down against the camp for I have delivered it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, 
Go down to the camp with Pure, your servant, and you shall hear what they say. And afterward, your hand shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down with Pure, his servant, to the outpost of the armed men who were in the camp. Now the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the people of the east were lying in the valleys numerous as locusts and their camels were without number as the sand of the sea, as the seashore and the multitude. That could be a little intimidating. <laughs> you know, somebody go down with 300 men and somebody go down with a, a limited amount of men. They go down and see, whoa, 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 a whole bunch of uh, an army and all of this stuff. But I love how, again, he was afraid. God already knew, but he said, you can go down with your servant and I want to show you something. And so and it says, in, um, and when Gideon had come, there was a man telling a dream to his companion. He said, I have had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of the Midian and, and it came to the tent and struck it so that it fell and overturned and the tent collapsed. Then his companion answered and said, this is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. And to his hand, God has delivered Midian in the whole camp. This right here. And so it was when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation that he worshiped. And he returned to the camp of Israel and said, arise, for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into your hand. Then he uh, divided the 300 men into three companies. And he put a trumpet into every man's hand with empty pitchers and torches inside the pitchers. And he said to them, look at me and do likewise. Watch when I come to the edge of the camp, you shall also do when I blow the trumpet. I and all who are with me, you will blow the trumpet on every side of the camp and say, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. I had to read this, you all, because God will reassure you just like he did Gideon. If you would just move, I want, I really do. I really do want you guys to go and read that story because you will see the process of what it took for him to even move. And so this, um, this last example that I wanted to share with you all, again, I'm, I'm reading the different examples for a reason is about Moses. He did not feel that he, he had what it took um, but he listened to God and he did what he said. However, I want to read this to highlight some things to you all. And then we're going to begin to wrap this up. Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 through 17. Again, a lot of scripture, but it's it's for a reason. So chapter 4 says, Moses answered, and this is after the burning bush. I want to give you guys a little backstory. It's after the burning bush um, experience. And God began to speak to him, told him what he wanted to do. And then after that, Moses' his rebuttal or his response was, well, what if they do not believe me or listen to me or what I say? Um, the Lord did not appear to you. What if they say that? Then the Lord said to him, what is in your hand? A staff, he replied. And the Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and ran from him. Then the Lord said unto him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out, took a hold of the snake and turned it back into the staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they will believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Then the Lord said, put your hand inside of your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside of his cloak. He took it out and his skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Now put it back into your cloak cloak, he said. 
So Moses put his hand back into his cloak, and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, If they do not believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the second sign. They may believe the second, but if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on dry ground. The water you will take from the river will become blood on the ground. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant. Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. And the Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them um, sight or make them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go and I will help you speak and teach you what to say. Then it says, but Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord, please send someone else. I, and I think this is so, I want to stop here. I think this is just so relevant because sometimes we have conversations with God like that. Like, I did, okay, did you, you mean me? And we'll go back and forth. And he's like, yes, you. But I love once again how compassionate God is. And I'm going to read this, uh, this other part of this uh, passage and we'll be done with this. But God is so compassionate because he said, he's trying to remind you and I, I chose the right person. You have what it takes. I'm going to be with you while you're there. I'm giving you verbatim, word by word, what you need to say. I'm showing you what you need to do. You just have to trust me. And so uh, 14, it says, and the Lord's anger burned against Moses. And he said, well, what about your brother, Aaron, the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you and he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you. It was it will be as if he were your mouth and as as if you were God to him. But take this staff in your hand so that you can perform signs with it. You guys, if we can't take something from each one of those stories, I listen. Those stories literally are a reminder of what I'm saying today. You have what it takes. I literally, again, gave these examples of all three men because they were at different walks of life. You may say those stories don't apply to me. Yes, they do. Because literally, um, you, we must say those stories don't apply for us, but they do because if we're already called, it's time to go higher. Literally, this is for you. You have what it takes to go to the next level. If you are afraid like Gideon was and you don't know like, okay, can I do this or whatever? This was for you. If you felt like, like Moses, you have been on the run, you know, for years and whatnot, you had to run away. God is calling you back and he has need for you. This was for you. No matter how old you are, no matter what stage you were in, this was for you. Elijah was a prophet already called by God. He was operating what God had called him to do, but he had to choose to obey God in order to go to the next level, regardless of what he had to do and who he had to deliver it to. This is a reminder for us literally not to get um, complacent where we're at and say, okay, I've, I've let God use me 
for, you know, last season. No, no, no. God wants to use you for this season, next season, the season after that. You know why? Because you have what it takes. Again, Gideon seen himself as less than. He seen himself as overlooked, not capable of carrying out anything. He told the angel of the Lord they were the weakest of the clan, of the clan and he was afraid. But guess what? He kept going. He kept asking for, you know, uh, for signs and stuff, but he kept going. He did not give up. And guess what? He had what it took to accomplish the very thing that God had chosen for. Moses was adopted, raised by Pharaoh's daughter, ran out of his dwelling to a a foreign place because he was trying to set up, stand up for his brothering. But then God called him back called him back to where he was raised in Egypt, but Moses didn't believe that he had what it took. He he even listened to God, okay? He seen the, the burning bush, the miracle, okay? There's nothing else over here burnt like this bush is what is going on. Moses had example, you know, God gave an example. He told him what to do, and even after that, he was like, eh, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm the right one for you. I never been eloquent in speech, you know, stutters, this and that. Listen, I don't, I think he got the wrong person. God was like, I don't. He was upset with them, but he said, I'm going to use your brother and you're still going to be used. Listen, no matter what stage of life we're in, God does not make mistakes. No matter what he calls us to do, we can do it. We have to trust God in this season like never before. And I declare and decree as you trust God in this season like never before, even if you don't understand it all, that you shall eat the good of the land abundantly. You shall receive beyond expectation, beyond what you desire, because you are walking on the the path of purpose that God has chosen you for. Again, it is time to go forth because we must must literally be God's arms and legs like never before. It is time to be the light. I'm going to continue saying this as God continues to give it to me because it's time to see greater results, you guys, not only in um, in, in the, our lives, but in the lives of those around us. There's a lot of people that do not know Jesus. There's a lot of people that need healing and deliverance. There's a lot of people that literally need just freedom and release. And, and I want you to understand that you have what it takes for God to use you mightily. You are competent. You are chosen. You are intelligent. You are strong. You are worth being chosen because God did that for you. God did that for you. And so I don't want you guys to forget that. So I just want to quickly say a prayer over you, God, over you all. Um, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, that Everyone will begin to understand what you have chosen them for. Understand that they have what it takes because you are on the inside of them. They will again begin to lay aside anything that tries to be a distraction, anything that tries to easily beset them from the path. They will literally begin to uh, reinforce themselves or reaffirm themselves and understand that you did not make a mistake. I thank you, God, that you give them a greater revelation of what they hold on the inside of, of them, that they are glory carriers, that they're literally anointed for the call. I just thank you, Father, for just transforming their lives, their minds, Father, and their hearts because they have what it takes. And I thank you for even in dreams and visions and giving them confirmation to um, reiterate that you have chosen them for this season, this time, and this hour and give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I pray that this message blessed you powerfully um, for anyone that 
wants to uh, join, you know, the family of God, just repeat this after me and you can be part. God in heaven, I thank you for loving me so much that you sent your only begotten son to die for me. I ask you now to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart, make it new. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and that you raise him from the dead. I accept Jesus as my Lord and personal savior. God, I'm ready to live for you. I ask your Holy Spirit to come in and to make me new. Thank you guys for tuning in. Stay encouraged. Keep supporting HSBN. And remember to renew your mind. It is the gold mine. Love you. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with Aerie. 